Over the last couple of Sundays, we've had an opportunity to worship God in some different ways. Last week, we, of course, shared in the wonderful Christmas pageant during this service where we had where we had so many children and hundreds of adults participating in that service. And that was just a, a wonderful way to, to illustrate and to make real the Christmas story in a new and different way. Well, there's also another way to make that story new and real, even if it is employing an old method, and that is by a method of lessons and carols. Now, what is this kind of service all about? It's a, it's a service of participation. You know, I, I got so many great comments last week about the way that we read the scriptures lesson. I just, my, my proposition was that everybody is so familiar with the Christmas story that I could just begin reading the story and just stop and you all could insert the words. And, and it was true, you all were flawless, it was perfect. But it was just one small way for us to participate. But there is another way and that is for us to not only to hear the word read and proclaimed but to actually respond to it point by point time after time within the context of the service. One of the great mysteries of our faith is the incarnation. The incarnation is the doctrine that says that God did not just come to earth, but he actually became a human being, that he took on flesh and became one of us. The Gospel of John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he says, and the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. We remember that our God is not a God who stands at a distance. He's not a God who sent a stunt double or a substitute. He rather came himself. He sent his own son, Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. In fact, Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of every promise that God made. He is the Messiah for whom his people were waiting. He is the Savior that our world needs so desperately. And so this morning, we are going to worship him and respond to his word in a different way. This Christmas season, we've been talking about the prophecies of Christmas. We've been connecting the dots from the Old Testament and the New Testament, from their Old Testament promise to their New Testament fulfillment. We've talked about the ways that God promised to send his Messiah, his Savior to the world, and today you will hear some of the details of that promise. But we are also here to participate in that declaration. It's not enough to simply for us to hear and receive these things. Like the angels who were there at Jesus' birth, we respond with song. So many of the psalms are songs of response. They are words that, are, that were written to celebrate what God was doing and what God had declared. And we know that as we hear these words today, as we sing these songs in response, we're actually going to be weaving a tapestry of declaration, saying what it is that we believe. And that is that we believe that Jesus Christ is God with us. He is Emmanuel. When God promised to save the world, he did not just promise to make things happen. He came himself. He sent us a son, Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of all God promised. And so, as we begin our service of lessons and carols today, I invite you to join me in prayer. O oh Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask that you would speak to us through your eternal word amidst the changing words of our generation. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. For it is in the name of your Son, our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen.
We begin reading the promises of God, those promises to send a Messiah, a Savior, all the way back in the book of Genesis. In that first seemingly obscure promise that God would send a Savior to defeat our greatest enemy. It begins in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14, and then we will continue with Isaiah chapter 60. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the prophet Isaiah, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor 
and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Hear the word of the Lord, Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit they shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The well and the lamb, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord.
our fourth lesson, Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like the Son of Man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Seven, 10 through 15. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord, your God, let it be deep as shale or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and to choose the good. Sixth lesson, Micah 5, verses 2 through 4. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, 
From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. final lesson today, the seventh lesson, the lesson of completion, reminds us of the completion and the fulfillment of God's promises. Those that you have heard, his promise that he would send a Savior, a promise that that Savior would be born of a virgin, a promise that that Savior would come from Bethlehem, the promise that he would rule on the throne of his father David forever and ever. Our final lesson is Luke chapter, chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, 
and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who, has, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. 